time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the fourth annual Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers Wild Alaska Pollock Meeting, taking place at the Western Seattle in Seattle, Washington on October 17th, 2022. The Association of Genuine Alaska Pollock Producers, also known as GAP, is working to promote wild Alaska pollock in major whitefish markets around the world with a focus on Europe, North America, and Japan. Their goal is to educate both seafood buyers and consumers about the superior benefits of wild Alaska pollock. The theme of this year's wild Alaska pollock meeting is strategically building awareness and demand for the perfect protein, and will bring together representatives from all segments of the wild Alaska pollock industry, marketing experts, and visionary speakers designed to challenge the status quo and inspire collaboration for tackling future industry challenges. Topics will include economic updates, consumer research and trends, the results from the new Gap Always On Wild Alaska Pollock Awareness and Demand Campaign, and much more. Seafood News and Erneberry are proud to sponsor this event. Gap would also like to thank the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute for its sponsorship. To register for the meeting, please visit alaskapollock.org slash about dash us slash events. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood News Staff Writer Ryan Doyle. In our top story, Denmark-headquartered seafood processor, the Esperson Group, is reportedly in talks to sell their production plant in Russia. Esperson processes frozen fish blocks, frozen fillets, special cuts, and breaded and deluxe puff pastry fish products. While their headquarters are in Denmark, the company has production plants in Lithuania, Poland, Vietnam, and Russia. However, following Russia's attack on Ukraine in late February, the company's future in Russia came into question. A few weeks after Russia invaded Ukraine, McDonald's, which is Esperson's largest customer, announced that they would be closing all 847 restaurants in Russia. As a result, Esperson announced that same month that they would temporarily be suspending activities in Russia after all the raw materials they had in stock were finished. And while McDonald's and Esperson's decisions to close in Russia were initially said to be temporary, the fast food chain announced in May that they would officially be withdrawing from the country. McDonald's confirmed on May 19th that they had initiated a process to sell their Russian business to existing licensee Alexander Gavor, who had operated 25 restaurants in Siberia. Under the agreement, Gavor would acquire McDonald's entire restaurant portfolio, but operate the restaurants under a new brand. That decision resulted in Nielsen teasing in early June that the company would be evaluating their options for the plant and planned on making a decision during their board meeting later that month. According to Undercurrent News, Esperson ultimately decided to sell their assets in Russia. Nielsen told the outlet that the company is in negotiations with a potential buyer of the business and that they ex- uh, expect the co- to complete the sale during the month of July or at the latest during August. A buyer has not been named, but the potential new owner of Esperson's plant in Russia could still potentially do business with the rebranded McDonald's stores. A spokesperson for the new owner of McDonald's in Russia told the Moscow Times that they plan on keeping fish on the menu, although the popular filet fish will now be called the fish burger, which honestly, Ryan, doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> oh, definitely not. I don't know if I'm going to get the fish burger with filet fish You might, you might have me sold. <laughs> Losing some creativity there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
But in other news, sockeye salmon are surging into Bristol Bay as the 2,000 vessel fleet and the dozen or more processors move the protein-packed product to retailers and food service operators around the world. In the U.S., more than a dozen outlets are heralding the arrival of fresh Bristol Bay sockeye with seasonal promotions and creative marketing. As of July 6, landings in the Bay have reached just over 30 million Bristol Bay sockeye salmon, about half of the preseason forecast, forecasted catch of 60 million. The fishery is surging into its traditional peak of early July when daily catches can exceed 2 million fish. This summer, a historic record-breaking 75 million sockeye are predicted to return to the five river systems in the Bay. A run that size is 44% larger than the most recent 10-year average of Bristol Bay total runs. Bristol Bay Sockeye Salmon, the consumer-facing brand managed by the Bristol Bay Regional Seafood Development Association, has teamed up with the nation's best retailers to sell salmon. Nationwide, Whole Foods Market will be sharing the story of Bristol Bay Sockeye Salmon online and with their customers during July. So I, I think we're going to have to take a, a road trip because I feel like the super the stores by us don't really do anything, but there is a Whole Foods nearby, so we're going to have to okay. check that out. Yes, definitely. It sounds good to me. Any field trip, during, especially during a work week, right? We'll take a field trip. <laughs> and uh, so there's also Kendall Jackson and Jackson Family Wines. Uh, they will have in-store displays featuring a QR code directing customers to Bristol Bay Salmon, uh, Sockeye Salmon Recipes in their um, July Safeway Seattle Seafood Stack Program. That's pretty cool. Um, Texas retailer HEB is promoting fresh Bristol Bay sockeye salmon in its stores across Texas. And Heinz in Cleveland is proud to bring back fresh Bristol Bay sockeye salmon to eager customers. Midwest retailer Hy-Vee will feature fresh Bristol Bay sockeye salmon in its stores during the fresh season along with other Alaska seafood species. Portland, Oregon-based New Seasons Market is highlighting Bristol Bay sockeye salmon in their unique and beloved stores in the Pacific Northwest. And Public Supermarkets, America's largest and fastest-growing supermarket chain, will carry Bristol Bay sockeye salmon through the fresh season, promoted through social media ads. Harris Teeter will also promote sockeye from Bristol Bay via an ASME promotion in over 120 grocery store demos in their South East U.S. stores. See, that's the only thing I feel like I miss out on. I, I never get any good grocery store demos. Hmm. Yeah, especially in our area, we have a lot of different grocery stores. Maybe they got to step their game up. We got all types of, of brands here. We got maybe they we got we got to let these people know, right? In, in the Northeast, we see a lot of the Pacific Northwest, Southeast. What about the Northeast? <laughs> we want demos. We want them. Um, in other salmon news, for the second year in a row, Peter Pan Seafood set the price for Bristol Bay sockeye prior to the peak of the season. In late June, the processor, which is one of Alaska's oldest, announced they would pay at least a dollar per pound. A few days after that announcement, the blog Deck Boss reported that Peter Pan increased the amount to $1.15 per pound as a base price. John Hickman, who's the vice president of operations at Peter Pan Seafood, said the reason we make early starting price announcements is to intentionally put the fleet at ease with a starting point so that they know they will receive a fair price for the long hours and hard work they are about to endure participating in the world's largest sockeye fishery. I think that is fantastic. Moving along, as 2021 came to a close, research and insights firm Technomic dubbed 2022 the year of the climb for the food service industry. Six months later, the company released its latest white paper, which provides a look at its predictions at the halfway point of 2022. According to Technomics analysts, the food service industry did witness a climb and improve compared to the pandemic-impacted year seen in 2020 and 2021. At the start of the year, Technomic expected restaurant operators to innovate with ingredients already on hand, citing supply chain concerns. And while the supply chain is still a hot topic, inflation has forced some businesses to get creative with prep and ingredients. Uh, 
And one example was ingredients moving across day parts, with Technomic sharing a unique breakfast bolognese menu option. Um, see, th- that is something, Amanda, we were talking about fish burger and filet of fish. Breakfast bolognese, I might just have to try because it sounds so unique. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun name. Yeah, fish burger, yes. not, yeah, not that unique, not that exciting. But breakfast bolognese, yeah, exactly. And Technomic also indicated that labor concerns are a key concern across the industry. However, they cited statements from McDonald's and BJ's restaurant and brew house that have indicated the labor crisis is moving in the right direction. Technomic expects restaurants to double down on employee retention for the remainder of the year. Uh, Yes, I like hearing that. Um, And an interesting takeaway from the white paper was protein swapping. Um, Technomic also indicated a back-to-normal dining experience, which will be expected throughout 2022. And the white paper stated, as restaurant guests become increasingly comfortable with gathering for dining occasions, expect entertainment concepts, food halls, and other communal spaces to experience a renaissance as consumers gravitate back to these spaces as the year goes on. And I, I can definitely see that happening, Amanda, because I, you know, over the past couple months, it felt like things have gone back to normal. And I could certainly see places like this once again being filled because it seemed like they were lagging behind things like dining halls and things of that nature. I was saying at some point a couple months ago, I was like, I don't know when I will ever feel like comfortable again. And then <laughs> like, you know, then I flew to Germany for the Women in Food and Agriculture Summit and I went to a concert and now I'm like, I'm back, baby. Like I'm comfortable. Like get me out there. I'm, I'm ready to ready to get back out in the world. So I think once like you break that, you know, you break that bubble, you escape mm-hmm. the bubble. And I, I think everyone's kind of like you know, let's let's get back into it. Let's let's return. Let's return to normal. Um, Technomics still expects strong investment in off-premises services to meet consumers who still may be cautious of eating out or want the convenience of delivery and takeout, which definitely opened my eyes during the pandemic because I use takeout and delivery a whole bunch uh, for various restaurants um, t- during the, during the long uh, lockdown we had uh, over in New Jersey. <laughs> I know. I, I still I don't take advantage of delivery. Um, mm-hmm. And this could just be me being cheap, but like, I don't want to pay delivery fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's like the only thing that gets me there. But like, I love, I will go to any place that has curbside pickup. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I don't want to leave my car. I want someone to run it out to me and I have no problem tipping those people. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just like, that's convenient to me. Like, I don't, I don't mind getting in the car, but like, you know, I can strap the kids in then I get a little nap in and then I don't have to leave and I can get my stuff and, you know don't have to leave the car and I can go. That's that's 100%. That has definitely changed my life during the pandemic because it's definitely I don't know if you know, it was definitely moving in that direction prior to the pandemic, but mm-hmm. the pandemic certainly speed things up and for that I'm forever grateful. Yeah, and using those deliver deliver takeout apps, you know, restaurant have their own apps and things of that nature and you know, using things like Grubhub for doesn't have to be delivered but for pickup and things like that. Really really I like it because then I can, you know, know when I have to be there because I'm a planner, so I need to know when I have to be places so I do like that side of things, for sure. <laughs> and, and speaking of uh, of, of Grubhub, um, you know, last week they announced a deal with Amazon, mm. um, which is pretty amazing. So maybe I will start taking advantage of of delivery. But um, Prime members in the U.S. can sign up for Grubhub Plus for free, and they access unlimited zero dollar delivery fees from hundreds of thousands of restaurants on Groupon for uh, sorry on Grubhub for one year. That's that's pretty amazing. That could be a game changer, uh, especially because it seems like everyone has Prime now, right? I mean, 
it's almost a necessity at this point. So if people are going to take that dive into it, this might be this might be the summer on a rainy night or something like that. Yeah, you know, and, and they had raised their prices maybe a couple months ago. I think at the beginning mm-hmm. of January, maybe. But once you know, they keep introducing you know these add-ons, and it's like it's it's worth mm-hmm. it. So now you have you know Grubhub with free delivery. You know, you got their Amazon Video. Um, I mean, they have their deal with Whole Foods. It's just uh, you know it it definitely sweetens sweetens the deal, and especially I mean they give some stats here. More than half, 53% of adults and nearly two-thirds, 64% of millennials admit that purchasing takeout and delivery food is essential to the way that they live, Ryan. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, and then this is me. Only one-third of Americans, 38% report using third-party delivery companies like Grubhub. So so now they're they're tying that in. Like I said, I I think they got me. I think I'm I think I'm ready to I think I'm ready. I just, you know, especially with, with the way the economy is right now. And like I said, I have two mm. young kids. Like I, I rather not spend that extra couple dollars on a delivery yeah. fee. I'd rather put that towards something else. So if I have a $0 delivery fee, you can, you can bet now that, um, uh, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. Take advantage of that convenience. So <laughs> let, let us know if, if you are, let us, I want, I'm curious, does everybody use delivery and I'm, I'm the only cheapskate or, <laughs> or are there more of me out there? So let us know. We're always curious to listen. You can email me at abuckle at earnerberry.com. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye everybody. Bye-bye.